Hello, and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. So I wasn't planning on doing an episode this week, um, and we are still going to stick around on the every other week, but it's International Ellen Piping Day, so I've got to do something. I decided to do a quick run-through of a couple of tunes from Hibernian Muse that I had been meaning to play, and then uh, in honor of International Ellen Piper's Day, I'll play some tunes from John Murphy's collection, since he was an international Ellen Piper back in 1810. Huh? That works, right? Um, Yeah, so we're going to... That we're going to be pretty Ellen Pipe focused uh, on this episode. Got a lot of tunes. Wind up doing, uh, wind up doing some quick stuff on whistle as well, just to show some of the variations. Um, basically, the tunes are going to play from Hibernian Muse is Planks de Connor, Hugo Mafane, Bellina Mona Oro, Lads of Dunce, Lasses of Dunce. Um, then I made love to Kate. From O'Farrell, we're going to hear Planks de Connor, Goodman, Planks de Connor, Burke, we're going to hear Hugo Mafane. From John Walsh, we'll hear Lads of Dunce. Thompson, will hear Lads of Dunce. Aird, we'll hear Lads of Dunce and Lasses of Dunce. Um, from Pat Darcy, we're going to have a tune, uh, well, a song and a tune, The Whistling Thief and the Rocky Road to Dublin. Uh, and then from John Murphy, we'll hear Pat, What Are You Doing? Pat and a Passion, O'Connelly's Jig, Jackson's Rattle, and Murphy's Jig. Uh, I wound up it's been a heck of a day. I thought, oh, I'll do a, a quick episode for International Ellen Piping Day. I've already got a different episode from the Caledonian Muse in the can. Maybe two, actually, episodes worth of tunes recorded from Caledonian Muse. And uh, so I was like, well, I'll just do something that's Ellen Pipe specific for International Ellen Piping Day. And then uh, I was like, I'll just do Lark in the Morning, because that's got to be a pretty recent tune. And then I spent like three hours going down a very deep, lark in the morning rabbit hole so that'll be an upcoming episode um but i decided that i didn't have time to do it justice tonight and i would just throw this one together and then i wound up going down rabbit holes with these tunes so i feel like i've worked on four or five episodes today anyway uh let's start off with um plexi connor so i feel weird playing tunes from hibernian muse uh the book club meeting was awesome and it was also rather international had a couple folks from australia uh had uh person in scotland from russia so that felt very uh international in itself good fitting for this um but we mostly talked about caledonian muse and dancing it was sort of the fun part of it um it was uh, a dance historian and uh then a musician and myself and like it was cool to like always have that dance that historic dance idea kind of keeping us in check and helping me think about the music that way. Anyway, so I've been looking at tunes from Caledonian Muse, uh, but it's International Island Piping Day, and those are Highland tunes, and I'm going to wind up playing a lot of Highland Pipes for that episode, which is why we're not doing that today. Um, anyway, so Hibernian Muse it is. Let's start with Planks de Connor. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not actually, I don't know that these are going to be particularly different, but here is O'Farrell's setting for Planksty Connor. Uh, so that one was, was in the first volume of O'Farrell's Pocket Companion, so it's 1806. quick succession because I think they're almost identical. Here's Goodman. That flubbing of the second octave note is what happens when you try to play your little whistle too softly because it's 2 a.m. and your wife is sleeping. Um, anyway, one of the things I really like about the Muse collection, so the Hibernian Muse, if you go back to the audiobook and listen to it, it claims to have a bunch of Carolyn tunes that were kind of published by Carolyn's uh, son, and like it's the biggest collection. This tune, Planksy Connor, is attributed to Carolyn in the collection. I couldn't find it in O'Neill's, I went looking at that old Irish, uh, is it O'Neill? Just Neil, the Neil collection. Couldn't find it in there. Um, like, like you can see, found it in a couple other places. But um, the cool thing about Hibernian and Caledonia Muse both is that they have a lot of stage music. And so this is a supposedly Carolyn tune, and it also was in a play of some sort called The Poor Soldier. So kind of neat. All right, let's move on to the next one. So I played these two as a set, so we're just going to do the set version from Hibernian Muse. It seems like the Hibernian Muse were published in either 1790, I've seen, on the actual version that we're looking at. Somebody has written in very convincing 18th century penmanship, 1787. Um, anyway, so we're going to do the 1787 version first, and I'll play some older ones. This is Hugara Mufain into Balanamona Oro.
I'm not going to do a huge exploration of that air. It exists in a lot of places. I think it's, um, I think it shows up as a bunting tune, maybe something about the boy or the sun has arrived. Uh, it's got all kinds of concordances, uh, and other versions of it. I am going to play one other version though, cause it's sort of interesting and ties into the Hibernian muse. Well, so Hibernian muse is published by the Thompson family. I'm going to make assumptions here. Um, but it's, you know, several people's names are on the cover, um, and it is published by, it's published by them. And there's a bunch of different collections of tunes that those guys publish. So yeah, it's S-A-N-P Thompson, uh, which I think is Sam, Adam, and Peter Thompson. I can't quite remember. I'm so sorry. I am not a professional. Um, but anyway, the Thompson family printed lots of music, and they wound up with the rights to reprint stuff as well. And I've enjoyed playing from this collection before, the Burke uh, Tummoth collections. He always does these, like, 12 Irish, 12 Scotch, or 12 English, Welsh, and Irish. Like, he does, like, clusters of, um, like, he publishes books with clusters of tunes in some number where he's got, you know one of the countries in the kingdom or Ireland kind of included uh, several at a time. Anyway, so they had the rights to republish Tummoth. They published them. I haven't seen any of their republishings of it, but looking through, I, I think there's quite a few of those th uh, Tummoth tunes in the Hibernian Muse. So uh, including this one, Hugarma Fain. So I'm going to play uh, Tummoth's version of Hugarma Fain. Um, and it's with variations that are pretty pretty wild. Uh, I might kind of lose the beat a little bit here, but uh, anyway, here is uh, Burke Termas version. This was the 1745 edition, um, but clearly where the Thompsons were able to get some tunes for Hibernian Muse Collection.
that's a that's a fine fine version maybe a little bit long um but i tell you i feel a little bad for giving up on balanamon which is what he calls um uh balanamona oro termis version for that does some really cool and creative things but they defeated me um defeated me at 2 a.m anyway when i really couldn't <laughs> work any longer on this if i want to get this episode out well it's still international and piping day uh, but there's a link in the show notes there's always links to all these tunes in the show notes so you can go look at the sheet music if you are into that sort of thing uh, but i included the link to balanamona because it's it's super good um not all of it but there's one thing he does that i really really like but the to get to that part was sort of hard <laughs> anyway uh let's go back to this is sort of a weird thing um this is another set of tunes that show up in something else that the thompson's published although different uh we're going to play a set of tunes this is the lads and lasses of dunce uh lads of dunce followed by the lasses of dunce these are both published in the hibernian muse but you might be thinking to yourself but self dunces in the borders of scotland and england like it's a scottish town isn't it and it is so i don't really know why this is in hibernian muse I'm not sure if the Thompsons were correct that this was a popular tune in Ireland at the time. There's loads of versions from the borders and England even. Uh, I didn't really come across any other settings that were from Ireland and in James Aird's collection where they often will put like, you know, where the tune is from, it doesn't have anything. So I don't know. Anyway, here is a set first of Hibernian Muses settings for Lads of Dunce and Lasses of Dunce. Um, like I say, from 1790-ish.
I had talked about it briefly, but the the book club was awesome. Um, book club slash like session. I haven't done one of these uh, public sessions yet. You know, during the entire pandemic, I've never gone to a Zoom session, and so it was just it was just one other person and me playing tunes together. But it was awesome. Uh, I, I guess I'm not going to say his name on here for some reason, but like I've enjoyed watching this dude's videos on YouTube for a long time. Like we've corresponded occasionally and it was just really rad to like share tunes back and forth with a Piper in Australia. And we played that set together and it was, it was a blast. It was a really cool, like, Oh, I should have been doing this the entire pandemic <laughs> is what it felt like. Uh, anyway, so lots of dunce, lasses of dunce. Uh, I don't really know which order to go with these. We're going to go oldest first, I guess. So this is, uh, 1745. This shows up in Walsh's Caledonian country dances. That's Caledonian. That's Scottish dances. Not Irish ones. Um, and it's it's a 6-8 still. It's pretty reminiscent. There is a real... The, the more English settings are in 6-4 rather than 6-8. Uh, Walsh's is still in 6-8. And I think it's going to be pretty similar to Hibernian Muse. So here it is. sticking chronologically roughly and also um the trend of you know scottish uh this one's from vickers manuscript so borders anyway uh this is the lards of dunce is what it says in there maybe it's the lairds of dunce or the lands of dunce i don't know anyway simtune slightly different or slightly different is roughly so yeah vickers is published around or not published but written around 1770s uh this next one is just a couple years later this is from james aird's collection we're still in that 6-8 territory so still pretty familiar So interestingly, I guess to the Thompson's credit, the previous version they published of Lads of Dunce uh, was in the 1760s. 1765, um, in the 1760s, they were putting out 
like big collections of country dances. 200 favorite country dances. I've played some tunes out of them before. They're really good tunes. Unfortunately, it's one of those settings that like you can find the ABC of it, but I've never seen an actual image of it. And this tune took me a long time to figure out how to play it, which makes me a little... I think it's still right. This is, it's sort of the same. It's that English style. So it's in six, eight, or it's in rather, it's in six, four. And one of the older settings, the right uh, country dance collection is also in six, four also kind of has the same structure. So it's probably accurate. Um, but yeah, I've got a link to the ABCs so you can look at it yourself. But here is Thompson's complete collection of 200 favorite country dances published in 1765. It's a bunch of English country dance tunes. And then we've got lads of dumps right in the middle of it um, in essentially three, two. I mean, not, but it's six, four. Um, anyway, here it is quite a bit different from, uh, I mean, it's different from the six, eight settings. Yeah, of the two tunes, uh, Lads of Dunce, Lasses of Dunce, I, I think I prefer Lasses of Dunce, especially on pipes. Um, but anyway, here's a setting from James Aird, also has those Lasses of Dunce. Uh, I feel bad for just kind of doing this as a not terribly well thought out um, episode, because I think, I imagine any listeners that are into Borders music are maybe screaming at me because um this tune lasses of dunce also shows up in the john bell manuscript which is a really interesting collection of tunes actually got a book from the library uh about the bell manuscript and i it just it just hasn't i've had it all summer i got it in the summer and haven't done an episode on the bell manuscript yet so it's gonna happen at some point probably next year at this point um going to every other week kind of having all of these episodes in the back of my head means like, oh, I'm out of, I'm out of ideas. We got a pea straw episode and we got a cutting bracken kind of follow-up episode. We got Lark in the Morning. We've got a high B episode. Uh, we've got a music I've been listening episode. That's five episodes and we're a week into November. Okay. We maybe got room for one other, <laughs> other episode, but anyway, it's, it's weird. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to, I can, I can see, see the end. It's weird, uh, of, of the year, the season. Anyway, uh, in the Bell Manuscripts, it's, it's called Galloping Old Women. I didn't play it. I just played the aired setting. So here is aired setting for Lasses of Dunce from around 1785.
I remembered another one. I'm going to do an episode uh, on like new books too. I really enjoyed that kind of new to me books episode a while back. And since then I've gotten a lot more books, including like a really generous uh, gift from a listener that sent me three of Pete Stewart's books. And I've been kind of looking at those and playing them and awkwardly, uh, I have, I, I pretty regularly am fortunate enough to talk to Pete Stewart. So I keep on playing a tune and then asking him to tell me, uh, like I want to talk to him about the tune. And then I realized that all the information is in the book, but I just looked at the sheet music rather than reading the book because I'm a bad friend. Um, so I've got to got to read the things rather than just play the things. But uh, it's been lovely, uh, and it also reminded me another like absurdly generous gift um, from a listener that I was thinking. Well, not a listener from Isaac Walters, who was on the the show. I mean, he's a listener. He's been listening arguably longer than anyone else listening to the podcast. Um, but he sent me. Uh, copies of Ossian's poems and I was trying to figure out how to like read them like how to make that part of the podcast that I would read a poem from a 1784 edition of Ossian's poems Um, and I did that for a Halloween episode so there's a bonus Halloween episode over on the Patreon feed too so you can hear me read from this lovely new book well new to me book but very very old book Uh, and it seemed adequately spooky and ghosty and tied into um good old supernaturally things anyway so lads and lasses of dunce these tunes are clearly scottish to me or at least from the borders and this is the hibernian muse is supposed to be the irish collection of tunes so it only seems fitting to play you know something from the caledonian muse collection that to me feels more irish than uh, scottish so uh, when i was looking through this tune it really reminded me of something so here it is um it's really the problem with this tune is it's simple and it really makes me want to play regulators and so I kept trying to play regulators with it and uh yeah <laughs> it's like I should have done way less but I'm not gonna re-record it now so here you get to hear I made love to Kate this is from the Caledonian Muse uh published the same year 1787 um still a work in progress but a cool tune Piper, so that sound familiar to you? Anybody? So so when I played that tune, I could not help but think of Pat Darcy's song, uh, The Whistling Thief. Uh, it was like, it's the last track of his album, Wall Up the Spot, and it was just like, oh, that's, that's The Whistling Thief, except in a 1787 collection of Scottish tunes. Um, couldn't get it out of my head, and it wound up affecting the way I played the tune, honestly. 
And so I asked Pat if we could play it, and he said, go for it. So uh, I've got a link in the show notes. You should go check out his website. I think he's got another album coming out. Uh, he's got three albums now. I only knew of Wallop of the Spot, so I might have to take a look at that. I bought this album years ago. If you don't know who Pat Darcy is, you do, but you don't. Uh, so like Pat runs the Illin Obsession page, which was like all of our homes on the internet, it feels like, uh, for about as long as I've um, known how to use the internet and been interested in Ellen Pipes. I have just gone through the classified section and daydreamed. Still do it. I'm pretty happy with my set of pipes right now, but I still daydream about buying that old O'Mealy set. Um, yeah. Cool dude. Runs the uh, Southern California Ellen Pipers Club, uh, those Piper Sunday things. He was always the host for them. Uh, so I feel like uh, from like watching his YouTube videos and then to just hanging out on Sundays for uh, a couple months during the pandemic and listening to incredible Ellen piping. I feel like I've gotten to know him. I haven't, <laughs> but it felt like that. Um, it was fun. Anyway, uh, so thank you very much, Pat, for let me play this track. Uh, so here it is. This is uh, The Whistling Thief, followed by The Rocky Road to Dublin. There's Pat come over the hill, his colleen fair to see, not whistling low but shrill, his signal sure to be. Oh Mary the mother cried, is somebody whistling sure? Oh mother it is the wind you know that's whistling through the door with me fell the la la with me fell the la lay with me fell the la la right fell the la la lay I've lived a long time, Mary, in this old house, me dear. But the winter whistle like that I never yet did hear. But mother, you know the fiddle hangs close beside the chink, and the wind upon the strings is playing the tune. I think with me fell the la la, with me fell the la lay, with me fell the la la, I fell the la la lay. The dog is barking now. The fiddle can't play the tune. But mother, you know they say dogs bark when they see the moon. But how can he see the moon, girl, when he is old and blind? Blind dogs don't bark at the moon, you know. Nor fiddles don't play with the wind. With me fell the la la, with me fell the la lay, with me fell the la la, I fell the la la lay. And now I hear a pig, uneasy in its mind. But mother, you know they say that pigs can see the wind. That's true enough by day, but then you may remark. A pig no more than we can see anything in the dark would be folded a la la would be folded a la lay would be folded a la la right folded a la la lay I'm not such a fool as you think I knew very well it was Pat Go home you whistling thief and do get away out of that And you go into bed Don't play upon me your jeers Although I've lost my sight I haven't lost me ears would be folded a la la would be folded a la lay would be folded a la la right folded a la la lay so lads, when court and go and for your sweethearts wait, take care not to whistle too loud in case the old woman might wake. From the days when I was young, oh forget it, I never can. For I knew the difference between the fiddle, a dog, and a man with me folded la la.
that is uh that's great i haven't listened to wallop on the spot and like through good headphones in a long time if ever i think i was using earbuds when i got the album or listening to it in my car speakers but like having these big muffs on that's that's awesome anyway thank you very much pat and uh i guess it's only fitting i don't think you'll be offended if i jump straight to uh murphy's collection of irish airs and jigs with variations and he just happens to have two tunes in there with pat in the title they actually maybe had more um but we'll start with this one pat what are you doing uh that's the title of the tune um so john murphy was an illin piper who lived in uh, scotland for a bit and published these this collection of tunes uh it's kind of neat looking at the book you could buy them at gauss and gowan sons like the people that were selling gow stuff the oh, i'm not sure which gow was around selling music in 1810 but you could buy murphy's collection there in edinburgh um it's a weird collection of tunes we played from it a little bit before uh at the beginning of the summer i guess and there are some funky tunes in there and i'm still not playing all of them um there's a couple good ones in there i might still do one more episode on murphy uh, but the nice thing about murphy uh, it's also a bad thing about Murphy. There's so many weird tunes, but there's so many different names, I think. So it's it's really hard to figure out kind of where, what it is. Um, but if you're into like digging, um, digging through these old manuscripts, you should look at Murphy. There's a lot of recognizable stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that seems eerily familiar, but it's not on traditional tune archive yet. I don't think Murphy has made its way into like the session or... Um, traditional tune archive for people to figure stuff out, like where the, the connections are. So you could be doing some pioneering work because um, a lot of the tunes I'm playing here sound sort of kind of familiar to me, but they don't have any concordances listed on traditional tune archive. And I'm so bad with tune names and I play so many new tunes every day that I can't figure out uh, if I've actually played them or not. So anyway, uh, in honor of Pat Darcy giving us a tune, let's do What Are You Doing? Uh, Pat, What Are You Doing? 1810 from John Murphy. And then to uh, follow the honor to Mr. Darcy, let's do Pat in a Passion, also from Murphy's collection.
at the very least with Murphy, there's just a ton, a ton of Jackson tunes. There's a lot of Jackson tunes in there. And because of Murphy's habit of like names being different or whatever, they don't show up on traditional tune archive. And uh, they might be, that's where they're from. They might originally be here. Um, anyway, so that's a segue into the next set, which uh, we're moving away from Pat. Uh, but thank you, Pat, for the tunes. And now we're going to do a set. This is O'Connelly's Jig into Jackson's Rattle. Um, yeah. And Jackson's Rattle is not a tune I can find in Jackson. And with, like, 1810, it's Walker Jackson. But it's also just long enough after Walker Jackson has died that, like, the myth of Jackson tunes might be starting to, like, really expand. But I also think it's a good bet for an Irish musician trying to sell um, music in Edinburgh in 1810 to put as many Jackson tunes in there as you can. Because, like, Aird had been publishing Jackson tunes for decades at that point. Well, I guess he had died, but McFadden, like, those things were still around. And those Jackson tunes show up even in English country dance uh, collections. So throwing a bunch of Jackson tunes in there would be good for sales, I think, even if they weren't genuinely Jackson tunes. So maybe these are also Murphy's inventions. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, let me know if you recognize any of these tunes under different names. So anyway, here's uh, Connolly's Jig into Jackson's Rattle.
Murphy's collection is full of so many like really interesting tunes that it reminded me of um, Port uh, Port Ganley's collection, which is that um, Ellen Piper in Argentina, Argentina that has like a bunch of really cool named tunes. I recorded a bunch of them as tunes of the day last year, and I just found like my Audacity file full of them. Um, and when I say full, I mean like four that I don't think I ever put on the podcast. I put one tune on the podcast last Halloween, um, but unfortunately, Itma's website that features that collection is down right now. Um, at least my link is dead, uh, and when I search for the collection, otherwise I can't find it. So, so I'm not going to include it. And also, I recorded these uh, more than a year ago, and they're not as I mean, it's I'm not as good as Piper. <laughs> I'm a better piper now than I was a year ago, which is great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If nobody listened to this thing, I wouldn't have kept practicing. Um, anyway, so I guess that's next year's International Ellen Pipes um, Day, is to finally play through this Argentinian collection uh, on the podcast. So I would, inc- I'll, I don't know, I'll include a link in the show notes in case it fixes it and you are listening to this in the far distant future. So you can go check this collection of tunes out because they are awesome there's some good stuff in there um anyway so something to look forward to for next year um i am tired it is 4 40 a.m <laughs> so <laughs> where i am um and i've uh, been enjoying some unlock some some whiskey while i've been doing this podcast here so thanks everybody uh for hanging out and listening to the podcast every week uh haven't done a drunk episode in a really long time i don't think i'm drunk i'm just i haven't i really haven't had whiskey in uh any kind of quantity in months at this point um anyway things are going great here uh not just because i've had some delicious anok whiskey but uh my wife finished her dissertation and it's amazing i can't wait for y'all to read it because there's like if that thing doesn't get published uh i don't understand that that wouldn't it's it's just not really conceivable that there isn't a bunch of academic presses that would love to publish this incredible book on history of indigenous uh, nursing in the 1920s and 30s um that's just great stuff anyway um things have been going great uh i'm not gonna have an episode next week because uh reading her dissertation has made me feel like oh books monographs are good and, and good things and i should i should write mine um they aren't a fool's endeavor so i'm going to continue on this every other week uh release schedule starting now i wanted to release an episode today not only because it's international ellen piping day but also because um i I really respect james moran's release schedule on droning on i don't know if y'all listen to that podcast i love it it is like my favorite bagpipe podcast at this time at this point um and like he releases every other week and i realized that by me saying i'm releasing every other week he and i were on the same schedule so that means that like there's no bagpipe podcasts <laughs> every week so it feels good to like put an episode out now and then there'll be a week uh there'll, there'll be no weeks without uh you know a bagpipe podcast from either me or james so anyway and then of course if you are missing bagpipe podcast from me there is at this point i think eight eight bonus episodes over on the um, Patreon feed, as well as these study episodes where I just play like all the variations of any of the deep dive tunes. So 
Lots to see over there on the Patreon feed. It's patreon.com slash waytotwag. Can you tell I'm building towards a conclusion? Uh, anyway, so thanks everybody for listening. We're going to go out with Murphy's Jig. This tune was awesome, but it sort of defeated me a little bit, but I decided to call it quits and we're going to include it here. Uh, one of the things having the Patreon feed that has really helped me is like putting out stuff on this feed that's like oh yeah i'm gonna work on that some more make a set out of it and then it's gonna go on the album and go on the patreon feed so um so that's how i feel about a lot of the tunes in this murphy collection that i just love but i wanted to spend a little bit more time with so anyway here is murphy's jig thanks everyone for listening we'll see you in a couple weeks and if you have any cool anecdotes or stories about the history of lark in the morning feel free to shoot me an email because uh I'm probably going to keep working on that <laughs> quite a lot. I sent uh, I sent messages to Cillian Valley and uh, Martin Hayes today uh, to try to get them to like let me play some tracks for the Lark in the Morning episode. I'm not sure that that's going to work out. Um, but anyway, here is Murphy's Jig, and cheers. Happy International Olympiping Day. <laughs>